everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. As always, we are so happy to have you guys back with us today, and Abby and I have an amazing topic that is so relatable, we cannot wait, so we're just going to dive into it. This week's episode is five things people do that hold them back from success, basically habits that are holding you back from success. So I'm just going to you know, do a little summary to explain why we chose this topic, but have you ever wondered what's holding you back from reaching success that you've been working towards? Well, there's some pretty common habits that will definitely stand in the way and stall you from reaching your goals. And to our fellow homegirl hustlers, you need to run, and we mean run away from these habits. Some of them may seem obvious as we go through them, but there's also some that you may find yourself falling into pretty easily without knowing how harmful they are, or some that you were like, oh, wow, I didn't think of that as harmful, and now you might see it in a different light. So we're really excited to go through these habits and also ways to combat them, but also Abby and I just to talk to you, homegirl hustlers, about our experiences, about our opinions on these things, and to just kind of be with you today talking about it. So we're going to do this a little bit different with this episode. We want to read off the five habits. And yes, it may seem like we're giving it away. However, what we want from this is for you guys to be able to hear these five habits. And then from there, if you hear one or two or three of them, for example, that kind of like make you like pay attention, you're like, oh, wow, I didn't think about that then you get to kind of listen to Abby and I kind of dive deeper into each one. So with that, we also want to note that these five habits are not just random habits that we just pulled out of the air. As always, we want to make sure to, yes, Abby and I are giving like our opinions. We're talking to you guys about it, but this is from various life coach like articles that they've talked about and then research articles as well. And through all of these articles you're going through, these are the five most common. So Here we go with number one, comparing yourself to others. Number two, seeking and waiting for other people's permission and approval. Number three, expecting instant results and impatience. Number four, you aren't flexible or adaptable. And then number five, fearful thinking. Okay, now it's the fun part because we're going to kind of go and dive deep into each of them. So... I'm going to, I know I've been talking with this introduction, so I want to give it to Abby (laughs) to talk about our first one, but we want to go through them and give our opinions, talk about our lessons learned experiences, just a bunch of stuff. So number one, going back to what it is, you know, a habit that's holding you back from success is comparing yourself to others. Oh, thank you, Hannah, for that great introduction. (laughs) When it comes to comparing yourself to others, is something that we talk about It comes up pretty often in a lot of episodes because comparing yourselves to others as a hustler, it gets difficult. When you work something like corporate America, for example, which is still a a hustle, you are kind of comparing yourself to others on a daily basis. That also roots from the system that we are brought up in, like school. We are compared to each other on a regular basis. This is an A+. This is an average grade. This is what you should be at compared to the rest of your classmates in the past results in this class. All of our lives are compared to others, but when you're pursuing your hustle, you need to set your standard and stick to that standard alone. I will always look to others for inspiration and find people that have done it and try to pull like best practices from them. But 
I always remember that I'm making my own. And I, I think that this is, this is a huge one. Self-comparison is like the beginning of the end. Because if you are comparing yourself to other people and you're not confident in yourself and what you're doing, it beats on you every single day. Like you don't get a break from yourself. You're beating yourself up because you're not like this girl. You're not like this guy. You're not making as much money as them. You're not doing what they're doing. But it's like you have your goals. You have your plan. Why are you so focused on others? Mic drop. Mic drop. This is so... Like, it seems very obvious. I feel like we've done episodes on this topic alone before when it comes to comparison. But I am the first one to say, as much as I may come across and honestly live my life day to day, majority of the time, in my own lane, doing my own thing, not focused on what anyone else is doing, just focused on me, because I feel like authentically, most of the time that is me, I still sometimes will catch myself comparing myself to other people in like little spurts. And how how it is, is for example, if I'm on Instagram and I have, again, I've talked about using Instagram before with me personally. I typically just use it to like get my post out, do my posting, work with brands, study some trends, you know, watch maybe a couple people's story. I don't have a lot of time to scroll anymore like I used to when I wasn't as busy. And so now though, if I do have time, for example, if I'm on the weekend just chilling and I'm scrolling social media, I've noticed like, not all the time again, this is just random spurts. I not. I can't control when this happens, but I'll see something, for example, from like another marketing company that I know about, for example, of them like talking about their success or, you know, talking about something like a win for themselves for like a client project or something else. And in my head, almost immediately, you know, when that's happened to me before, it's been like, oh, like I'm starting to feel down about myself. I'm starting to feel like, oh, like, Am I successful? Is our company doing as well as they are? Like, are, and I almost start questioning myself. And it's like, wait a second, take a pause. And I'll like kind of have that little, like, almost like a stopper in my head of like, no, 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 Hannah, stop thinking that way. Good for them. You don't know the whole story. Don't, don't start, you know, projecting onto yourself just from what you've seen on social media from one post. Like, you have no idea. Like, good for them kudos and just move on. And that's what I've almost had to like train myself to be able to do because you will never like successfully overcome every single thing in your life. Like we're imperfect people. There's going to be temptations that hit you every day. And while the majority of the time you may put things into place to protect yourself from them, you're still human and you're still going to eventually maybe like fall into a trap or two, depending on what that looks like. So I feel like it was just important for me myself because I'll still have those temptations come up once in a while, even though, again, I live my life majority not comparing. When those temptations come up, it's almost like I put it in place to quickly just shut it down, like shut it down. Don't let it fester. Don't marinate on it. Don't think on it. Shut it down because it's it's so easy nowadays to look the other way, to not stay in your lane and to look at everyone else's lanes and start comparing and start, you know, projecting on yourself instead of just, nope, skirt, I'm not going to look over there, focus on my lane. Yeah. And that's a huge point that it is easier nowadays. Like you're getting a quick snapshot of everybody's life 24 seven. And you don't know what they're prioritizing. You don't know what their goals are. You don't know what their timeline is, but you're comparing your your hair to their hair. But guess what? You have a messy bun in your hair because you have a thriving business. That's why your hair doesn't look like theirs because you have other things you're prioritizing. You have your own goals. 
Can we talk about how real that is though, Abby? Like my nails, my hair, all these things. I'm like, I will never be able to have time to put to myself with that right now. I just yeah. can't. And like, I remember I've had someone walk up to me and be like, Abby, you should leverage your, again, this sounds so shallow, but I live in Miami. Okay. Abby, you should leverage your beauty more. And I'm like, what? And they're like, basically like, you should groom yourself a little better so that you can get more opportunity in this world. And I'm like, you don't know where my opportunity is or where it's coming from. You don't know my goals. And I said, but when I got time, (laughs) when I have time, you're going to (laughs) see. But like that kind of stuff, it's like they were looking at me and like, oh, she should be like this girl. She looks like she can be like that girl. And when you do that to yourself, it's like, That voice in your head is torturing you every day. And you're going to lose focus of your goals in your timelines. That's a huge thing. You can be aspiring to be somewhere in life. And that's a lot of times when a lot of people compare themselves to others. Because they're like, oh, I want to be blank. And that's when you start seeing all the people who are that. That's when you start looking up. What? How old is this person who has that already? Because I know I've looked up like... I've looked up people, and then when they're not my age yet, I'm like, okay, great, I have time. And it's like, no, Oh, me that too. Is oh, my goodness, Abby, me business. too. I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing. <laughs> like, I will literally be like, oh, how old is this? I'm like, oh, they're 30? Okay, I've got five years to get there. But then if I, if they're 23, I'm like, well, crap, I'm 25. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Where am I? What am I doing with my life? Exactly. And it's like, that's not even fair to yourself. So just be aware that... Your timeline, your goals, your plan are not anybody else's. And that will hold you back when you're worried about everybody else and not worried about yourself. And you're investing in looking like them and moving like them. You're not pursuing your own plans. You are self-sabotaging yourself. Amen. And again, guys, this may seem obvious, but even from Abby and I, who majority, again, live our lives where we don't compare, where we're in our own lanes, we're doing our own thing. Like, look at our day to day. That's just like what we're focused on. It's, I think, good to note that, like, we still are tempted with those things when we see something or we're, like, we're human. And so it's, like, what's important is putting the things in place. So when you you have to catch yourself, I, I cannot literally, if you let it marinate or if you let it fester, you're done. That's when Abby goes into, too, like, the self-sabotage and you start getting into that mindset and it is so hard to get out. So you got to just catch it initially. And that's what I've worked on getting better at myself of being aware of when that's happening and catching myself and cutting it, catching myself and cutting it. Or I'll tell Andrew, hey, if I talk about, like, this person reaching this success or this company or whatever, like, just cut me off and just say, Hannah, no. And then I can just be cut off and not even go into that talking about it either. It's like, no, doesn't need a place. It just doesn't need a place. So I feel like we did a lot on the first thing. We want to go into the second one now. So we're going to talk about now the second habit that's holding you back from success, which is seeking and waiting for other people's permission and approval. Abby is shaking her head. Let's get into it. Okay, this is something that, again, I can't even like get loud about this because it's, it's sad, but it's true. We have a lot of people around us that care about us and that love us and that nurture us and provide for us. And so sometimes we sit there and we wait for them to say, okay, yeah, you can go start a business now. Oh yeah, you can go model now. Or "Mm, I don't think that's for you. Uh, I don't think you can do it. I think you should work 
this job for a year because you're not experienced enough. We wait for those people to give us their advice and their guidance. But you have to realize, are you looking for their advice slash guidance or are you looking for their permission and approval? Because at some point you need to listen to your gut. You need to listen to your everything right in front of your face and pursue what you're aspiring to pursue anyways. This one, me being very like family oriented, this is something I see so often because we have a close knit family. We have people that are like, uh, uh, like, no, you can't do that. You can do that. And they always come to you with love and care. But at the end of the day, are they holding you back because you're waiting for their permission and their approval? You need to ask yourself that. And I know like a good example for me is modeling and starting my business. I love you, dad. Okay, that's my dad. That's my guy. (laughs) But when I told my dad I was modeling, he was like, Abby, you need to focus. And this was just when I had corporate. And I was like, dad, like, I have really great opportunities right now. And he was like, "Mm, I don't think it's worth it. And I said, oh, okay. And I did it anyways. And I did not, I was very sad because I didn't feel like I could call my dad and tell him like, hey, dad, guess what I did today? Guess what I did today? But once I got like a big ticket item, like I got featured in a Macy's lookbook in New York and it was like the launching of a new brand. I called my dad and I told him like, guess what? And he was so happy for me. But if I waited for him, he would have never, ever, ever heard those news. And I would have never gotten that far in my modeling career at the time. So That's one example. Uh, I can name a million examples of people telling me, no, don't do it. I do it. And here I am. Sorry, I have to give example number two. Boost your brand. Okay, again, I love you guys. But like my family was like, oh, you're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to have so much to do. And I was like, y'all raised me. Don't you know that I don't get overwhelmed that easily? And so I, I stayed up for two years straight every night just doing two businesses, corporate and my own. And guess what today is? Today is my last day working corporate. Let's go. I'm screaming. (laughs) It's a big day, guys. This is a big day. Abby and I have already like gone through this. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. The day that Abby officially is done with corporate and fully entrepreneur. Thank you. Thank you. But if I waited for anybody's approval, I would have been stuck in that seat right now. And I wouldn't be fulfilled. I wouldn't be happy. So This is just me telling you, take that leap, dip your toes in the water, dive in head first, listen to other episodes to have your goals, but don't wait for other people to give you permission to live your life. I feel like Abby just literally talked about that entire thing because, I mean, we have so many examples being in the field that we're in. There's so many examples. My mom still to this day was like, Hannah, when you moved to Dallas, because I was talking to her about like my opportunities, I'm like, well, I kind of want to do a fitness app and I've been wanting this for a while. So I think I'm going to actually start like investing my time into actually, you know, taking the steps and plan this. And then, you know, with the real estate market, Andrew and I are considering potentially like maybe doing something with a cheap rental property in College Station, but we're also saving for a house. We're, We're just talking about a lot of potential opportunities. And then if they're feasible or realistically like attainable for us with the place of life that we're in. And my mom is just like telling me like, no, Hannah, you cannot do more than one thing. I feel like you just need to focus on this one thing and then have kids and, you know, all that stuff can come later. And I looked at her and I was like, oh, yeah, because I'm going to focus on one thing, have kids. And then, you know, what's going to happen? I'm going to get so busy with my life and all those other things 
are just going to go. And I'm not saying that that's like bad or good, but what I'm saying is she, even with Boost Your Brand, has like limited beliefs in me when it comes to those things. And it doesn't even have to do with me. It has to do with herself, almost like projecting. Similar with Abby's dad, like he likes to play it safe. That's kind of like his personality. He like kind of projects that. It's not that they don't love us or don't believe like that we can do it. It's just almost that fear of, I don't want to have to, you know, pick up the pieces or or help them, you know, sometimes when they crash and burn. I want to try to prevent that from happening. They want to keep us safe. That's their job. They're our parents. They want us to be safe. And so it's like almost like you want advice and you want opinions, but at the same time, you got to, like Abby's saying, like trust your gut. Like you know what you can handle and then commit to it. And so for me, it's like I've been in fitness for six plus years now. It's an industry that I'm so comfortable with. I love it. I have such a big passion for it. I know I'm going to do something with it. I'm just figuring out what that looks like right now. And instead, of, I'm not waiting for anyone's permission. I'm not waiting for anyone's approval. I'm waiting till I, Hannah, am good with myself and I have a plan and goals of what I exactly want and what those look like. That's what I'm waiting for. Because if I launched before I knew all that with myself, then I'm heading into dangerous waters because I have nothing that's like keeping me on that path of my goal. So it's like, get your advice from other people and all this stuff, but a bat, it'll hold you back if you just wait for everyone to give you permission. You see these movies and it's like the girl who's like afraid to like chase her passions or, you know, do something scary in life. Like you see, I think it's called Britney Runs a Marathon or stuff and it shows the before and after. Before she like lives her life basically, you know, sad, living under her roommate's shadow, like waiting for her approval for everything. And then she starts taking chances, taking risks in her job, in her life, in her love life, in her habits. And then she just starts blossoming. And it's like she stopped waiting for people's permission and just started going. So. Absolutely. Oh, guys, we could talk about these forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I must say we got to move on to number three. <laughs> Which is the habit of expecting instant results or being impatient. Yes. Ooh, girl. AKA our world today. Yeah. See, you might want to take the lead on this one because I feel like I'm like annoyingly patient. Like people are like, why is she so calm? (laughs) Why is she so chill? No, I'll go into it. So when it comes to expecting instant results, oh, again, We talk so much about building plans and just like trusting the process, but just our desire to be successful, again, is just self-sabotaging us. It's like, oh, you want to build a house? Let's build it today. And you're like, okay. And that's when things like burnout happen. That's when you start like also projecting your impatience onto others and your team and the people around you. And nobody wants that to be the process that they're trusting. Nobody, it's hard to trust that process. When you're expecting instant results, again, I just, I feel like I'm about to go coach coach on everybody because like I am patient in getting things to work out because I've seen it so often where people truly, when you have a beginning and end, there is no rush. Like there is no rush. Even if you have these results laid out to be a two-year plan, that doesn't mean that it's going to be a two-year plan. But are you going to reach the finish line regardless? Yes. So be patient, trust your process, and don't expect instant results. Abby and I have had to remind people of this before. Like even one of the clients of ours, Abby can probably put together which one I'm talking about, but it was like, 
you know, we have all these plans, we have all this excitement going around this brand and this product and this, you know, this whole client and all these things are going great. But, you know, with this client, it was like, you know, oh, I, I want, you know, X amount of this or X amount of this or X amount of this. And their steps weren't in place on other ends in the business to be able to get those. And so it was like, you're almost like seeing someone have anxiety because they're not reaching the results they wanted, having that instant gratification they were looking for. And what Abby and I did is instead of like, you know, I mean, we could have responded a million different ways, but what we did is we looked at the business overall as a whole and we said, oh, okay, there's holes and there's gaps in these areas. If we were able to actually put a plan in place and goals in place to, you know, close those holes, close those gaps, we can get closer to this goal. And you can't expect those results when you're having holes in your, like, you can't expect to sail a great sea when there's holes in your sailboat and you're, you're going to be struggling. So it's like, it's not just, you know, you who may have that instant results, you, you may be patient, like you may be not expecting instant results, but people in your life or businesses that you work with or clients that you have may have that. And it's almost too important to think about how to address it when it does come up or when you do notice it so that you don't feed into that. Because instead of us feeling like the anxiety and all this stuff too, it was like, no, we have reasonable expectations. Let's calmly look at this and just, and like actually be discerning about it. And I feel like that's a huge, huge thing in our generation. Like that's a huge, huge habit. If you can have that, if you can be discerning in a moment where people around you are anxious and you're going through all that, that is a huge like plus that you can have. Amen. I know that's huge. And like, honestly, I think I learned it. Like you just said, if you can be, if you can have discernment when everybody else is anxious, that is like a superpower. And like, I used to get anxious really easily. And that was almost a coping mechanism. I had to like talk myself down. Like, it's going to be all right. Like you have a plan. It's going to be fine. What did you just say though? You dealt with it and you talked yourself down. Correct. Yes, exactly. It's not that you never dealt with it and it wasn't there. It's like, no, it was there and you talk yourself down. I've even talked about in the other episodes of like when I felt it, I've taken deep breaths. Today, I told Abby today I'm like a squirrel because there's so many things going on and I'm just like, oop, there's a nut, oop, there's a nut, oop, there's a nut, oop, there's a nut. Like I'm just, there's so many things going on this week, like with us and our clients and all these things. And I'm trying to like make sure everything, like nothing gets missed. So I'm just kind of just like checking off boxes every time, like everywhere I can. And again, in my head, I'm making lists, I'm making notes, like just making sure nothing gets missed. Nothing important especially gets missed. No balls are being dropped. Everything's good. And it's like, there were times today, like twice it happened where I felt, and this could also be the pre-workout I'm taking, but it was like, I felt this like heightened, like heart rate, this level of anxiety that I have felt before. And it was like, I literally had to take three deep breaths, ask myself why I was feeling what I was feeling. And I was like, oh, I'm feeling anxious because of X. Okay, what can I do about this situation? Can I do anything right now to help the situation? If the answer is yes, then go do it. If the answer is no, okay, it's not in your control. Free your mind from it, keep moving. Instead of being paralyzed by it, it was like I was able to take my deep breaths, calm my heart rate down, and then move on. Yes, definitely. But again, guys, you're never going to be satisfied. Abby and I literally have talked about this before with so many instances, but like you're never going to be satisfied if you're expecting like instant, instant gratification. And you almost waste your time when you were rushing the process yourself and then you feel like you failed, but really you just didn't see it through. Yes. And then people quit. And that's when you quit. You don't see your result and like, oh, this isn't worth it. I'm done. So you didn't even give yourself time, but that's where the 99%, you know, go and the 1% is going to come out on top. 
Mm-hmm. Which leads us to step four. So step four is not being flexible slash adaptable. So this is something that could hold you back. If you are not flexible or able to adapt when needed. So this is a step that has a lot to do with, I say, agility and resilience. So being agile, I define that as like just being quick on your toes. If something goes wrong, you really have to, it's not the end of the world, find a solution and find the solution quick. Hannah and I, I think that's one of our superpowers. (laughs) Because when something goes wrong, we're like, uh, something's wrong. We got to fix it. We got to fix it fast. <laughs> and we will do whatever it takes to fix that. Um, Some people, when something bad happens, they crumble. They, they cry. Sometimes I have to cry first before I find a solution. Like, give me 30 seconds real quick to swallow this. <laughs> but like, you have to be quick on your toes. And then you have to be able to roll with the punches. Because this stuff isn't easy. Like being successful in general in any space takes hard work and it's not easy. It's not easy. So this is something I think is huge. And a lot of the times, again, you can say our generation, but people always say our generation doesn't like to work hard. But in my opinion, our generation is a little less resilient. (laughs) And I'm saying that with a grain of salt. I just think that like, We see so much good so often and we see so many people having it all and we see all these things that we expect them. And so when things don't go our way, we are like, oh my gosh, it's the end of the world rather than, okay, I'm going to get up and try again and try again and try again and try again. I'm going to give just like a quick example. This is in every aspect of life. I've seen this like I'm going to talk about my husband, for example, Andrew was a trainer for a long time. I mean, he, I think his license is expired as of like this year or something like that, but he knows a lot about fitness. He's very knowledgeable with it. However, he is a very rigid, like scheduling person. So he needs everything to be, for example, it was like he, if he has work, it's going to be work for X amount of hours, train, he's going to go to the gym, he's going to go to Orange Theory, and it's going to be the same routine every single day, very rigid. He'll eat the diet too. Same thing every day, no change, boom. And that's how he is. And that worked for like six months. But then after that six months, Andrew added a side project for work on top of his load. And he wasn't able to have time to meal prep as much as he was before. So instead of being flexible and adaptable and saying, okay, I have to work out now at this time in the morning because I can at night. I have all these extra meetings I have to go to and I don't have time to meal prep. So instead, what I'm going to do is buy pre-made healthy meals at the store that I can just grab. Instead of being able to adapt his mindset with those things, he's like an all or nothing. He's like, oh, it doesn't work with my schedule. My rigid schedule that I had changed a little bit. I'm done. Quits working out for like two months, like eats healthy, like 80, 20. And like, that's what it is. And I've talked to him about this and I'm like, hey, like as like his spouse who challenges him to be, you know, the best he can be. I'm like, hey, like you haven't worked out today. Like what's going on with you? Like what, like it's been like two months now that you've kind of been like off. And he's like, well, it's all this extra workload and all this stuff. And I said, no, that's totally understandable. But I feel like if you just, you know, were able to be flexible and do this and this and this. And now he's starting to learn that balance. And now he's like starting to incorporate those things. But I feel like isn't that so many of us? Where it's like when we have a schedule or when we have something going on or we have a plan, it's like we stick to that plan and it's all or nothing. You don't have a a wiggle room with it. 
When in reality, that's not life. You talk about people training to be bodybuilders or people training for a half marathon. Tasha from The Bachelor, we know her. She's a celebrity. She does all this stuff now. And it's like she trained for a full marathon. And you know what she said? The second she finished that marathon, she posted and was talking on her story and everything about it. And she was like, you know why I'm proud of myself right now? I'm proud of myself because I kept up with my training schedule in the middle of traveling to like four different countries and all the things that were put on my plate last minute. I made it to some type of gym or some type of outdoor thing and I made it work. Instead of just being like, oh, I got all these projects added. I have to travel to four different countries. I have to do this. So uh, that just means no training. No, she was flexible and adaptable. So this isn't just in like business, guys. This is like life. This is just life. I love that example. Those are really good examples. Like I think those are... That's all we need. Very applicable to us in professional spaces as well as every day. And another thing to add to that is like, if you see it happening in your everyday, it could be happening in your business. If you see it happening in your business, it could be an everyday thing too. This is something that's like a trade of ours that kind of sticks in different spaces in our lives. So how you do one thing is how you do everything in your life. Yeah, they're habits, they're habits. So get that flexibility up. (laughs) Yes. And our last one, we want to go over our fifth habit that we want to get rid of is fearful thinking. Abby and I, again, have talked so much about this. But when it comes to your thought process, you can come out of a thought process of fear. And I've talked to people about this. Or you can come out of process of confidence, love and strength. Think about that when you're coming across. I feel like it's important when you're coming across decisions. Am I making this decision out of fear? Or am I making this decision out of like love and strength and, you know, confidence? And I feel like that's just a question you can ask yourself, especially when you're thinking about those important decisions. Look at Abby. You know, today, she's her, her big day. She's now a full-time entrepreneur. And like, she's making that decision out of strength and confidence and love instead of out of fearfulness. Oh my gosh, yes. That's huge because... Even my family, again, my family were very close, but they will they will poke jabs at me just to make sure I'm good. And I went to my cousin's house the other day and he goes, so how do you feel? Any regrets yet? Are you looking back yet? Do you wish you didn't do it? It's just out of nowhere. And I was like, excuse me? I laughed and I was like, no, I'm really excited. And he laughed. He's like, good. But you have to realize you, you might have those thoughts come across your head. You might have doubts. You might be like, oh my gosh, what am I getting myself into? And again, that's that's all you need for you to take five steps back and not go towards your goal anymore. Like that's all it takes. You will beat yourself up before life even had a chance to beat you up if you have fearful thinking. Amen. And that is like... Homegirls, don't live in fear. <laughs> it's not a fun place to be. And it's crazy because people always say, like, my family has now had a new quote for me. Abby likes to live life on the edge. (laughs) Because in the past month, I've quit my job. I've gone to Haiti, which they deemed as too dangerous to go to. And I'm about to do a pageant in South Africa. So, oh, Abby likes to live life on the edge. But it's like, really, they think I should be a little more... Do they think I should be more careful or that I should be a little more scared? Because I'm like, I'm already going to be careful. Clearly, I know the risks that I'm taking. I know what I'm diving into. And I know to expect the unexpected. But I'm still going to do it. So why would I go into it with fear? Why would I go into it and ruin my experience? Because I already ruined it for myself in my head. The power of the mind is too great for you to have fearful thinking. Literally, mic drop. I think that's a perfect place to end on for this, seriously. 
Guys, we could go on more about all these habits, but we hope that, you know, our insight and Abby and I kind of talking you guys through these steps and our opinions of them, experiences, everything like that helped you guys. Just like go into your life and think about, you know, with these five habits to get rid of, like which one do you, are you prone most for? Like which one do you want to focus on? Start small and then work your way up and really reflect on it because I feel like this is so beneficial for everyone listening. But thank you again for tuning in to this amazing episode. We love being able to record with you guys. And again, follow us on social media if you haven't already. DM us any episode topics you want to hear about. Join our private Facebook group and you will definitely be hearing from us next week on our next episode that goes live on Wednesday. On Wednesdays, we wear pink and we listen to Homegirl Hustlers. So. On Wednesdays, Hannah wears pink. <laughs> I do. I wear pink every day though. So. <laughs> but we do all listen to Homegirl Hustlers. <laughs> bye, ladies. All right, bye.